Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network for this Tuesday, November the 29th. Thanks for listening to AFR. I'm Tim Wildman with uh, Fred Jackson. Good morning, Fred. Good morning, Tim. Welcome back. Thank you. Good to be back. I had been on the show and well, I was on the show last Friday for Trivia Friday, but uh, mm-hmm. was out last week. Thanksgiving. Thanks- yes. Mm-hmm. And how you doing, Brother Chris Woodward? I'm doing well. Thank you. Um, did y'all have a good thanksgiving had a wonderful time i was mentioning yesterday for the first time in the 25 years we've lived here we actually had our thanksgiving meal out on the patio it was that nice the weather was that nice just beautiful yeah it, it can be dicey uh this time of year in terms of the weather but it was nice pleasant it could mm-hmm. be in the 60s 70s where we live or you could have tornadoes yes <laughs> which speaking of which <laughs> yes. yes okay there is a, a major um cold front mm-hmm. moving down it's going to sweep uh, the south today, go up to the east tomorrow, or even the Midwest today, Chris. Mm-hmm. what's? Let's go over to our weatherman. Yes, <laughs> Chris, I did go uh, to a school that is world-renowned for meteorology. So we'll go over to our meteorologist, Chris Woodward. Yes. Just take it away. Uh, if, you, if you wanted to kind of uh, imagine uh, the United States from Houston, Texas, clear on up to like Indianapolis, basically you're under some sort of big uh, blob. Uh, and, you know, familiar with the, the color-coded maps that we get on severe weather days basically anybody from houston texas on up to indianapolis indiana and a little bit northward of that is expected to get something today fox weather is describing this as a a day for strong tornadoes and destructive hail uh it looks like central mississippi is uh looking to get the worst of it if everything continues to play out as it is um so please do keep a check on your local forecasters we're in tupelo mississippi We'll cover this stuff as uh, updates develop, but uh, you should always keep a check on your local broadcasters. They're closer to the situation than we are. Yeah, it's just one of those days where that cold air is going to mix with warm air that comes up from the Gulf, and that that results in trouble all the time. It's We're here, as you mentioned, Chris, in Tupelo, Mississippi. I can look out the window, and it's a beautiful day, mm-hmm. uh, as it was yesterday here, but... Uh, uh, they are warning. We just listened to the latest forecast, and they are warning of bad weather. Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, uh, kind of in the eye of things. Yes, very, very, uh, very bad. It is. It's not uncommon uh, for this time of year in the southeast. Uh, we often joke that fall is our greatest thirteen days of weather, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, generally, uh, every fall is going to welcome uh, a plethora of uh, severe weather situations, including tornadoes. So, again, yeah. please do keep a check. If you have pets outside, if you have inflatables like we do at our house, uh, you might want to deflate those and bring those in because it might not be there tomorrow. A little breezy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, it is um, – I don't know. I, 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 I guess I'd rather take what we're taking here, the risk we're running here, as opposed to Buffalo. Oh, sure. <laughs> yes, Buffalo a few weeks ago. Yeah. Well, we haven't well, heard from Steve Tiber. No, we. That's a good point, Fred. We haven't heard from Steve Tiber. He's still we digging checked, out. We checked in from him in Buffalo a couple of days before the storm was going to hit, and he was saying how he was planning on going. You know, they're expecting four to six feet of snow, and he was saying, "Yeah, we're going to go. We're going to go the football game." 
uh, on Sunday, and of course they've canceled the football game and moved the uh, Buffalo Bills game to Detroit uh-huh. because even Buffalo folks can't handle four to six feet in terms of being able to get around and move around. Yeah, and the pictures that came out of the the, the forecast was extremely accurate. Yeah, it, it did was. get up to over six yeah. feet of snow for those yeah. that are directly in that lake yeah. effect area. Man, it was bad. Yeah. Yeah, if we got four to six feet here, they would be uh, digging us out sometime in the next decade. Yeah, because we have one snowplow. It would be it would be a report on the lost civilization of the deep south. <laughs> That's whatever right. happened to these people. You'd find a guy with a can- a cowbell like frozen right. to his hand. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. All right, so much to talk about today, but the weather is going to be a big story today across most of the country. Uh, these as we're in the south and and the. I guess tomorrow in the in the Mid Atlantic, all the way through to Georgia, Alabama, Georgia. Tomorrow, in particular. What about the Midwest today? What are they? Midwest. I think. Well, according Indiana. To, according to the forecast, yeah, uh, f- um, the 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 pink area, which is the worst area, is actually from where we live, Tupelo, Mississippi, down through to Jackson, okay, Hattiesburg. So, okay, if you if you that's ground zero today. Picture Mississippi on your national map, right? And that is the the uh, the uh, the place where it's going to be the worst. All right. Uh, well, we'll pay attention to that. Uh, and Chris, what's your next story? Well, I want to uh, bring attention to something we've been talking about for a long time on our news website, AFN.net. We've discussed it on this program, uh, and it looks like the Senate could be nearing that final vote as early as today on what uh, supporters of the legislation called the Respect for Marriage Act. AFA, FRC, and other groups have referred to this as the Disrespect for Marriage Act. This is the bill that uh, lawmakers seem to think would codify same-sex marriage and therefore shut the door on any sort of legal challenges saying marriage should be a state's rights issue. Uh, As we have reported on this show, you had 12 or so senators on the Republican side of things that uh, sided with Democrats in recent days to get it past a key legislative hurdle, uh, and now we're kind of in the 11th hour situation where it does appear uh, that we're nearing a final Senate vote on that marriage bill as early as today. Yeah, we're going to, this is uh, Senator Mike Lee from Utah, and uh, uh, his amendment mm-hmm. is supposed to be the one that provides completely for religious freedom yes. uh, in light of this uh, mm-hmm. codification, if you want to, of the uh, a Bergefell decision, which made same-sex marriage, you know, uh, uh, allowable across, took it away from the states to regulate and put it in the hands. Uh, basically, said that you cannot deny two men or two women. I don't know how they treat multiple uh-huh. partners, but two men or two women from getting married to one another, which marriage had always been defined since the dawn of civilization, right? <laughs> as as a union between a man and a woman. But in our great wisdom here. The uh, Supreme Court three or four years ago decided no, uh, two men can be a married couple if they want to. So anyway, what the Democrats are wanting to do here with the aid of uh, some Republicans is what they call codify, Mm -hmm. which is to say uh, make it a a statute which would uh, theoretically put it above reproach in terms of Supreme Court review in the future. I know that's kind of complicated but that's what's going on here the ap story that we have on our site uh, afn.net if you want to go there it says uh, what this would do uh, would force every state in the nation to legally recognize homosexual marriage now you may live in a state 
that right now doesn't recognize it, but if you had somebody uh, coming into your state from a state where, where homosexual marriage was legal, that state would have to recognize it. So that is the big issue here. But as you say, there's great concern, Tim, over what that's going to mean legally for uh, Christian organizations. Uh, will they face uh, legal action, for example, if they have a homosexual staff member comes out at a Christian school, uh, can they fire that individual? So that's one of the big concerns. But you got these 12 Republicans that are standing with the Democrats that are willing to jeopardize religious freedom in this country. It's kind of sad. Yeah, it, they're, we'll, we'll, we'll pay attention to what happens uh, in the next couple of days on this particular issue. But yes. uh, uh, it's, you know, what what we what you got to watch out for and what's, what a lot of people are suspicious, suspicious of is what's happened to the florist, yes. and the photographers, yes. and the uh, the bakeries, mm-hmm. uh, those who cater, you know, to weddings. Uh, they've been persecuted in several states. Christians who've said, you know, I, I don't want to provide my services for something I have a religious objection to. Yep. And, um, you know, those have kind of split. Some of those cases have kind of split in terms of their resolution. Uh, but I have to say, Think about this for a minute. For those who say no, if you have a business, you ha- you should be you should not be able to quote discriminate against homosexual weddings, for example, mm-hmm. or marry or you know or uh, uh, celebrating like providing a cake or photography or floral service or something like that. I would just for a person who says that, I would say so. You're saying that a person who has a business or a, a, a which is a art in many cases in the, the an art form you would say like for a printer let's say you had a african-american owned printing service and the uh the kkk wanted to come down and have some posters printed up for their rally i'm that doesn't happen anymore but let's just mm. for argument's sake, say say yeah. that took place do you think that that african-american or that or anybody for that matter but uh or, or that jewish owned business should be uh, compelled to print up posters for uh, something they find objectionable. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Mm. Yes. And most everybody would say absolutely not. They shouldn't be compelled to do that. Okay. Well, then you also should provide a religious objection. Something that somebody has a is finds uh, it can't, violates their conscience. Mm. Uh, so uh, you know we should have freedom of association in America and freedom to uh, if you have a private business. Uh, to uh, be able to say no to, uh, for a Christian to say no, I will not participate in a homosexual quote marriage. Yeah. Anyway. That's All right. Uh, Frank Turek is with us now. Good morning, Frank. Hey. Good morning, Tim. You know, this just shows that the folks on the other side of this issue, this really isn't about love, because if it was about love, why would you try and force somebody to do something for your wedding? who didn't want to have anything to do with your wedding. Mm. I mean, is it really hard to find somebody who's going to provide <laughs> I know, flowers? I know. I right? know. Or, right, I know. No, uh, this is just about you will bend the knee. That's right. Uh, that's right. You will that's what the, it's all about. You will bend the knee to our, you will be forced by the government to say our, quote, homosexual uh, wedding is, uh, you know, is something that you will be forced to participate in. That's right. And for what reason? 
I, I mean, know you got a thousand it, bakeries yeah, out there. Okay. Yeah. That'll, they're happy to do it, and yet we've got to force this guy into it. And you could flip the tables around. What if you had somebody who identified as homosexual who said had a bakery, and and this is this has actually been done. The news didn't really cover it. A guy wanted to have a cake made that said uh, uh, marriage is between a man and a woman, mm. right? And and the the homosexual baker said, no, I can't do it. I won't do it. And that was it. Nobody brought suit. Nobody, you know, no, nobody said you have to do it. And he has a right to say, no, I'm not going to do it. Right. And, and yet this is America. Right. The government shouldn't be forcing you to violate your conscience either way. Yet now you've got 12 rhinos, apparently, who think this is a good idea. The only saving uh, Hail Mary at this point is if they vote for Mike Lee's amendment. Right. And one of the things I think that we often forget, and even even folks who agree with us forget this, they say, oh, it's got protections for uh, churches and 501c3. I'm, big deal. What about the average Joe on the street if he's not part of a 501c3 or he's not on right. staff at a church? Does he lose his rights now? I know, I know. We're, we're, you're, we're, we've been. Uh, we're going to report on what happens with the um, Lee Amendment. Mm-hmm. Well, the there, Senate, there's yeah. still time to call the senators. There's still time. A- absolutely. I, I did Spe- it yesterday. Especially yeah. uh, if you live in a. Well, I, all of them, all the Republican senators. There's 12 of them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's would 12, you like there's... me to name them? Yeah, I would yeah, like you to ahead, name. Yeah, go ahead, Fred. All right, uh, Senator Tom Tillis of walk, North Carolina. The, the walk of shame. Mm-hmm. Called him yesterday. Maine Senator Susan Collins, Ohio cause. Ohio Senator Rob Portman. All right. Uh, Republican Senators Richard Burr of North Carolina, Todd Young of Indiana. Uh, Indiana. Indiana. Come on. Who just got reelected? He just got reelected. Yeah. yeah come on. Yeah. He he's got to vote for Mike Lee's amendment. The people of Indiana, the people of Indiana who elected him. Yeah. Are not the kind of people who say force uh, homosexual marriage on uh, on businesses. Uh, Senator Shelley Moore Capito of West Virginia. West Virginia, come on. Yeah, Mitt it's Romney. Mitt, <laughs> lost cause uh, there, Frank. Mitt Romney of Utah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know where Mitt Romney is half the time. I don't, <laughs> you know, why does he call himself a Republican? What's the point? I know. And the Mormon Church gave him a pass too the yeah. other day when they yes. Huh? Yes. They, they approve this. Yes. Uh, Joni Ernst of Iowa. Roy, Iowa. Yeah. Come on. Roy Blunt of Missouri. <laughs> See, the, you got three. Now, Blunt of Missouri, is he's retiring, right? And Portman yeah. also. So there's no consequence. And, yeah. and so is uh, so uh, Burr here in North Carolina. They're all out yeah. the door. Yeah. yeah. This is the last thing they're doing. Yeah. What a legacy. Uh, yeah. What a legacy. Cynthia uh, Loomis of Wyoming. At she least. changed her mind. Cynthia Loomis did? Yeah, she Wyoming? said she would support Lee's. the Lee Amendment. Yes, good, she's good, good. She's good. Yeah. And Lisa Markowski and uh, Dan Sullivan of Alaska. He changed his mind, right? Was Sullivan? Uh, Not Markowski, I can tell you that. Anyway, I know that the uh, uh, the most surprising to me is the uh, one in Iowa and Indiana, Ernst and Young. Yeah. But what's the phone number, Frank? Do you have it there? Well, I know that the switchboard phone number is 202-224-3121. So if you call 202-224-3121, I think that's the number. And you could just ask for any senator. 
Yes. Yeah, but if you, especially that. if you live in Iowa and Indiana, for goodness yeah. sakes, and you've got Young and Ernst, the senators there who represent basically a, a conservative red state, they need to vote for the Mike Lee Amendment. That's what they need yeah. to do. They need, Senator Lee, their colleague, the Republican from, Iowa, from Utah, has provided a religious freedom amendment to this bill, and they need to vote for it. Uh, and here's the phone number. If you live in those states, uh, you can call this calls the United States Capitol building in Washington, D.C., and then you just say, connect me to Senator Ernst. Uh, just tell them you're from Iowa. You want to call the Ernst office, or you want to call Young, well, all of them that we listed, but certainly those two are vulnerable, I think, to changing their mind and supporting Mike Lee's amendment. Here's the phone number, 202-224-3121. That uh, it's simple. The operator will answer, or they be the uh, – Switchboard operator will answer at the Capitol, and, and she'll direct your call to the right office based on where you live, 202-224-3121. You're listening to Today's Issues on American Family Radio. Dr. Frank Turek is with us, as he is most Tuesdays. And, uh, all right, what was the story we wanted to get Frank to comment on? You know, he uh, had to do with the, with the people in uh, England now being less than 50% Christian. But, Fred, I wanted to ask you one thing. Sure. Uh, because you mentioned this earlier um, about this bill, mm-hmm. and that is, if are there states that don't recognize same-sex marriage? I thought uh, the Supreme Court—it's easy for me to say—the Supreme Court case forced that on on states. I mean, why do we even need this bill? What's the point? Well, uh, this AP story: uh, mm-hmm. the legislature would not codify the Supreme Court's 2015 Obergefell versus Hodges decision. Uh, what it does do. Again, according, I'm reading from the AP, the Senate is set to vote Tuesday on legislation that would force every state in the nation to legally recognize homosexual marriage. It already does. I don't, that's what I don't get. Mm-hmm. That's what the Supreme Court, it's, it's, it's like the Roe v. Wade of the same-sex marriage is right. what it is. So I, I, the, only, the only reason they're putting this forth, obviously, after the election is they couldn't do it before the election, which yes. just shows you how cynical this whole process is. Oh, and right? Chuck Schumer admitted that. Yeah. He, he deliberately waited, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, deliberately waited until after the election because he said he was worried if he tried it before, these Republicans would get pressure from their constituents to vote against it. Mm-hmm. But what does this say about these senators? Ah, oh, the election's over now. Now I'm going to do something that I know my constituents don't want. Right, yeah. yeah. That's disgusting. All right, dude, you were going to get Frank to comment, though, a story out of uh, Great Britain, right? Yes. Uh, the uh, census report, they do a census like we do here in America. Uh, the census report uh, was out today. is out today in England. And uh, according to the census, for the first time in history, the number of people who describe or consider themselves Christian has fallen below the 50% mark. Some 46.2% of the population of England and Wales describe themselves as Christian on the day of the 2021 census. And that's down from 59.3% a decade earlier. The Muslim population grew from 49 to 6.5% in that time, while 1.7% identified as Hindu, up from 1.5%. And basically the story says, you know, uh, secularism, uh, and it's not so much the threat of other religions, apparently. It is just that people are moving away from the idea of even calling themselves Christians. They're the nons, et cetera, et cetera. You know, it, it probably goes to the problems that uh, Franklin Graham ran into 
in the last year he was going to hold meetings in Liverpool, I think it was, and because he takes a stand against homosexual marriage, Liverpool tried uh, to cancel that. He had to go to court, Franklin Graham did, and he won in court to have the right to hold his crusade at a venue there. But Frank, uh, for the first time in history, the number of people willing to describe themselves as Christian has fallen below 50%. Right. The question is, why is that? And Mm. uh, there could be a number of reasons. It's ironic, too, that Britain, which obviously has a state church and a king that is supposed to defend the faith, um, and probably the best apologist of the past hundred years, C.S. Lewis, is moving further and further away from Christianity. Now, I'm always curious as to how they ask questions to try and discover whether someone is a Christian or not, and what do people think it means to be a Christian? Mm. Does that mean you're a member of the Church of England? Or does that mean I, I would imagine in this survey that would be yeah. true uh, because we know that, uh, you know, a lot of people in America would say, uh, if you say you're a Christian, they would say, well, yeah, you know, Grandma reads the Bible. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, huh? I go to church on Christmas and Easter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I am a Christian. But it's because I'm not a Muslim sense. and I believe in God. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. So, so yeah. you're you're probably right on that, which is even mm-hmm. worse because I secularism in particular in Western Europe has been on the rise. If if secularism can be on the rise, probably for the last what 30, 40 years, Frank. Yeah, um, certainly there, and and the and Europe is ahead of us in terms of its secularization. I was over in England in in 2010. And the famous uh, St. Paul's Cathedral right there in the heart of London, when that thing opened, there were thousands of people inside and thousands more outside trying to get in. When we were there just 12 years ago, we went to a Sunday service. There may have been 40 people in the whole massive cathedral for Sunday service. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, yeah the cathedrals in Europe are becoming museums, basically. Uh, totally. Yeah. 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 But, you know, how do we, I guess the lesson we can learn or the question we can ask ourselves as American Christians uh, is, um, you know, what can we do to prevent or can we the uh, America from going the way of Western Europe? Are we going to, 25, 30 years from now, Frank, or maybe sooner, are we going to say, wake up and see a survey that says that a majority of Americans consider themselves atheists or agnostics? It, it could happen unless Christians begin to wake up and stop uh, talking just about feelings and getting more into the evidence and the fact that we're all fallen and we all need a Savior. Uh, that's the message of Christianity. Jesus said, I didn't come to be served, but to serve and to give my life as a ransom for many. Uh, a lot of people don't realize they need someone to pay a ransom in order for them to have their sins forgiven. They think they can be good on their own. And they're better than their neighbor. Well, you're still fallen. You're still you're still somebody that can't stand in front of an infinitely just God. An infinitely just God would not be infinitely just if he allowed sinners like all of us into his presence. So what does he do? He has to punish an innocent substitute in our place. That's Jesus. That's the whole message right there. And we don't get it out there. We we're most of the sermons you hear, not most, but Many of the sermons you hear, particularly from the bigger churches, are all about how to make your life better and how to, you know, how to live your best life now. That's not the Christian message, friends. What is the Christian message? 
that we're sinners and we need a Savior, and Jesus is the Savior. He's the only way that an infinitely just God can allow sinners like you and me to go unpunished because he takes the punishment on himself. I want to uh, – can you hang out for a couple of minutes, Sure, Frank? yeah. Because yeah. I want to I want to expound uh, on that just a little bit because we'll talk about that a little bit further because I'm, the same thing you're talking about I've seen. I think all of us who observe Christian life in America have seen the, the sermons – the messages, TV, the it's all pre- prosperity preachers. stuff. It, yeah. it, 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 it's uh, noticeably missing the central part of the gospel message. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's, we'll, we'll talk about why that is and when we get back from this timeout. Stay with us. AFR programming is now available on Alexa. You're joking, right? Nope, not joking. Seriously? Yep, this is not a drill. Wait a minute, no way. There's a way, the Alexa way. So if you just happen to miss your favorite shows, no worries. You can now listen to each podcast with Alexa. It's simple and it's free. Just visit AFR.net forward slash apps and click Alexa. We're not joking. The changing of the guard at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier at Arlington National Cemetery. Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. Hey, on our spiritual heritage tours in June and September of 2023, we're going to be going to the Arlington National Cemetery as one of our stops. And we'll be seeing the gravesite of John F. Kennedy. We'll be going to the changing of the guard at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier that I just mentioned, which is just a, a very patriotic place to be in those hallowed grounds of Arlington National Cemetery. So it's going to be just one of our stops and one of our days. We're going to see the Capitol building. We're going all over Washington, D.C., including Mount Vernon, George Washington's home. So if you want to go with us, then go to the website spiritualheritagetours.com. Spiritualheritagetours.com. The itinerary, the cost, the dates, everything is there. Spiritualheritagetours.com. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Stern. Stand by for news and commentary next. Uh, my goal as a teacher is, is to impart knowledge and then be able then for them to take it and turn it into wisdom. As we teach, I think, okay, five years down the road, how will the material that I am teaching them really affect their lives and their careers? Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash Starnes. The Washington Post has now become an advocate for pedophiles and groomers. The other day, the paper posted a glowing review of Downstate, a play about pedophiles. We are now in the middle of a global effort to normalize the most evil of crimes. The fashion house Balenciaga recently created an ad campaign that portrayed children in various stages of bondage, and a number of universities are trying to rebrand pedophiles as minor attracted persons. The United States is a nation in a cultural freefall. We've been unmoored from the teachings of the Holy Bible, the morals and values that shaped our nation and our Constitution, and that's why society now embraces the perverse and profane. It's not so much that God has no place in the public square. He has no place in our hearts. Be sure to read my book, Culture Jihad, How to Stop the Love from Killing a Nation, at ToddSterns.com. 
In Him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of Him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of His will. Ephesians 1.11 American Family Radio This is Today's Issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of Today's Issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of Today's Issues. Hey, well, welcome back, everybody, to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. Uh, if you want to send us an email, the address is comments at AFR.net, comments at AFR.net. We are live video streaming the show on Facebook. If you want to just type in Today's Issues, uh, you can do that. Or our own streaming service, streaming.afa.net. That's a live video streaming service we have for some of our shows. So there's a lot of other content there you can access. All you got to do is uh, go to streaming.afa.net, streaming.afa.net. As you know, uh, this show, this particular show has been banned for eternity <laughs> by YouTube. That's what they told us. You've been banned until eternity. Isn't that what they told us, Brent? Or was it something? Indefinitely. Indefinitely, which is their version of eternity. Uh, so anyway, YouTube, who knows if we'll ever be back on there. Maybe Elon Musk will buy it and, uh, and and open it up to everybody again. Fred Jackson here with me and Chris Woodward. We're, we were talking to our good friend, Dr. Frank Turek from uh, North Carolina, president of Cross-Examined Ministries, because there was a survey out in England that showed that secularism, uh, that, that Christianity, those who identify as Christians for, for the first time in forever, is now in a minority. Uh, uh, and we were talking about how do we – how how does that not happen in America? America is still a very much as, uh, has a large Christian population, those who understand Christianity, and not just by name only. But if we see, Frank, what's, what's happened in uh, England is what's happened with our, uh, what's, what used to be called mainline Protestant denominations. I'll just name call for a minute. Uh, the Episcopal Church, the United Church of Christ, the Presbyterian Church USA, uh, the United Methodist Church just split. Those who believe in the Bible and those who say, uh, well, uh, it's a ba- basically over homosexuality, it's, but, but it's the, the inerrancy of Scripture, basically. They split. The United Methodist Church split. Uh, you have some other uh, denominations that would fall into the category of mainline Protestant denominations. But for those who basically had gone the, quote, liberal way, they're dying, okay? They're not going to have any members in 10, 20 years. They're, they're going to be, they're finished. Uh, the only churches that are growing are, uh, now you, uh, are basically churches who believe something. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Why does anybody want to get up and go to church on Sunday morning if the church doesn't believe in anything, right? I mean, you got better things to do with your time. So, Frank, uh, back to your point earlier, the churches that are, are, are going to grow and are go- those who are going to continue to, uh, to have at their, at their center the, the core of the gospel message, that is we are sinners in need of a Savior and we must repent and turn to God and live for him, mm-hmm. and here's how you live for him. Isn't that right? Yes, and then because of that, out of gratitude for what he's done for us, 
then we follow his commands. And that pours out into every area of our life, including politics, including education, including our business, including how we raise our children, everywhere. It's a complete worldview. It's not, well, I just go to church on Sunday and I compartmentalize that. Uh, and uh, the rest of the week I live however I want, or I just ignore commands that Jesus has given me, and uh, just on Sunday but I Frank, come in here Frank, we can't. Uh, all right, I'm going to take the, uh, here. here's the approach that I, I, we've all heard this before. Okay, some people, even people who identify would say they are also mm-hmm. Christians. We, we can't be telling people, you know, about sin <laughs> and death and hell. Uh, that's not going to attract anybody. So well, we're going to have to skirt around those issues and mm. teach them how to have a better life or something like that. Mm. Who's uh, So, Frank, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with that approach? Isn't that because right? Because that's, that's not the approach of the Bible. That's not the approach of the apostles. It's not the approach of Jesus. Jesus talked more about hell than he did about heaven. And why is he coming to give us a better life? We don't need Jesus for that, right? You can... <laughs> I mean, you can get wisdom about a better life without Jesus. Depends on what you mean by better, of course. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but what what you what you need is you need to have your soul um, <clears throat> redeemed, and that should change your heart to the point that you yeah. will then live a life following Him, which might involve persecution. In fact, it's promised by both Paul and Jesus. Yes, but mm-hmm. if you say you have to be redeemed, then the question becomes redeemed of what? Well, you from, your, to... from your sin. Right. From my sin, you're calling me a sinner? You're saying my lifestyle's wrong? I have to repent? I have to change? Uh, yes. Well, you're judgmental. Yeah. You're Are one you of judging the... me for judging? <laughs> <laughs> I, that, that's, uh, that's a lot of, it, it's a false way of looking at the world and of the church, but I think a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of our even theological brothers and sisters on this have they they want to avoid talking about sin and the need for repentance because if they do so, then they are going to be um, considered judgmental and unloving, and that's the last thing they want. Well, but what does what does love mean? Does I love agree. Mean appro- does love mean approving of everything somebody wants to do? If that's the case, then every parent should think about that and go, no, if I approve of everything my kid wants to do, I'm not loving, I'm unloving. You have to stand in the way of evil to be loving. That's the biggest problem we have in our country. We think that love means approval. That's not, a, that's not love. Love is approving of the right things and opposing the wrong things mm. for the good of the loved one. Yes. Yeah. Well, the central message of, of, the, of the gospel is that everybody is a sinner in need of, and you have, we have to repent yep. of our sin, trust in Christ for forgiveness. That's why Christ hung on the cross. That's why he went to the grave. That's why he rose again, was to give us hope so that if we, if we trust in that, we repent and we turn to him, then we can have forgiveness, That's which right. is what is required for us to go to heaven when we die. And if you quit preaching that, I'm not saying you have to preach that exact thing every day. You don't have to be Billy Graham every Sunday. <laughs> Obviously, right. there's more to the Bible and, and, and understanding of how to live the Christian life than just the salvation message. But the salvation message is the core. And if you quit preaching that, 
then you you eventually lose it all, and you lose people who are un- won't be going to your church because you've given up the central message of the gospel. Hey yeah. Tim, we're we're yeah. to do the right thing and leave the results to God. Amen. That's what we're supposed to do. Amen. Yes. And when you do preach the true gospel and you do help people realize they need a savior, that's the best thing you can do for them. Mm-hmm. You're not helping them by continually giving them the impression that everything's a-okay, I'm okay, you're okay. We ought to say, I'm not okay either. Look, evangelism is just one beggar showing another beggar where the food is. We're all fallen. We all need a Savior. Amen. And then once they're saved, we got to take them on a journey from salvation through sanctification, and that's called discipleship. Jesus didn't say, go make believers. He said, go make disciples. And admittedly, that's really hard to do when you get people for one hour every Sunday and their people are so busy and they're pulled by the world, they're pulled by their phones, they're pulled by Netflix, they're pulled by uh, the Internet uh, in totally other directions. That's really hard to do to make disciples. It has to be deliberate, but that's that's what Jesus told us to do, to make disciples. Mm. And how many of us are actually doing that? Well, you can do that. By listening to American Family Radio. You yes. can. You can do yes. that by going to crossexamine.com and listening to the Frank Show on the weekends as you learn how to be a uh, teach somebody to trust in the Bible and to defend their faith and to witness to the nonbeliever. What is your website and what's coming up this weekend on your uh, your show? Yeah, crossexamined.org, crossexamined.org. And uh, we have guest uh, Dr. Travis Dickinson is going to be on the show this week. It's going to be a great show. It's going to be Saturday, 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Pacific. I'm Pacific, Eastern. <laughs> and we're also doing a midweek podcast, the I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist podcast. It's not, it's not on the American Family Radio Network, but uh, we just did one with Dr. William Lane Craig on who caused and fine-tuned the universe. And Craig is great. He goes to college campuses. As you know, he's an academic. He's debated probably more atheist than anyone living right now. So if you go to the I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist podcast, which you can see on the American Family Radio Network uh, webpage there, you'll hear that podcast as well. Thanks, Frank. Take care, my friend. God bless you guys. See you. Okay, Take thank care. You. Yeah. Dr. Frank Turry. He got, he got rave reviews for filling in for me last week on the show here. Yeah, he did a great job. He yeah. really did. Uh, yeah. He's got an expertise in so many areas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so very thankful to have him on our network. Just, but he's, he's so monotone and subdued. <laughs> you know, he's almost NPR guy. You know what I'm saying, Frank? Personality, boys. I don't know. Frank, I've been, I'm, I'm, I'm going to work with him. I think there's some talent there. Pick him up a bit. That, if I can bring it out of him to get uh-huh. him to have some personality. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So I, I don't know how I'll approach that topic with him, but I'll. I think I'm going to call him this afternoon. Yeah. You know, do some coaching. Yeah. Do some, uh, how, how to present yourself. Go have a latte yeah. Yeah. with him, you know. <laughs> well, as the tornado passes, I'll, <laughs> when that tornado passes in a couple of hours, we'll see how that works. All right. What do you, what else you got, Chris Woodward? Well, this ties in with what we have been talking about thus far on the show. And it goes to show you how far people have gone in the not too distant past, uh, when it comes to issues involving, uh, religious freedom. Um, we need religious freedom in order to do what we do, right? And the First Amendment certainly provides for that. And it's all—it's very important that we continue to fight for First Amendment protections uh, because, as we established at the beginning of the show, senators today uh, may be voting on this uh, so-called Respect for Marriage Act, which erases many of the things uh, we want uh, to be able to operate as we see fit. 
Um, and back in the 1990s, a guy named Chuck Schumer, who was a member of the House in New York uh, at that time, he passed uh, some legislation called the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. He sponsored it. That is the RIFRA bill. And, of course, Chuck Schumer is now the Senate Majority Leader ramrodding this uh, Respect for Marriage Act bill through. So not too long ago, 30 years ago, Chuck Schumer himself was an advocate for religious freedom. And even Bill Clinton talked about how great and important religious freedom was in the 1990s, just 30 years ago. I have the audio here of Bill Clinton at the bill signing clip eight. We all have a shared desire here to protect perhaps the most precious of all American liberties, religious freedom. Usually the signing of legislation by a president is a ministerial act, often a quiet ending to a turbulent legislative process. Today this event assumes a more majestic quality because of our ability together to affirm the historic role that people of faith have played in the history of this country and the constitutional protections those who profess and express their faith have always demanded and cherished. Now, I bring this up because people have uh, heard the phrase, today's Democrats are not your dad's Democrats. I think this is uh, exhibit A of that argument here because 30 years uh, later after the signing, now you got Chuck Schumer just completely ignoring religious freedom and pushing this stuff through. Um, and, you know, it's, it's again all the more reason why AFA exists to show you the other side of the argument, things you need to know, and we are trying to do that. Uh, well, the, the Democrat Party in the last, yeah, they, you hear Bill Clinton right there. There used to be some moderation, yeah. even some blue dog Democrats, what we, mm -hmm. we call conservative Democrats, used to exist. Sam Nunn from Georgia, I remember. Uh, 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 Bird from West Virginia was in leadership there. Mm -hmm. He was a blue dog yes. Democrat. I'm just pulling these off the top of my head. But Bill Clinton there, yeah. president of the United States, mm -hmm. considered a centrist uh conservative promoting religious freedom and yes. uh, and protection of marriage so mm -hmm. but those people those ideas are long gone yeah they've been purged remember mm -hmm. casey the governor from uh, pennsylvania who was pro-life mm -hmm. they purged him yep. said you can't run for president mm -hmm. uh so the the people who control the democrat party in large part not absolutely because there still are a lot of uh, uh democratic uh players from yesteryear that have a lot of sway, uh, that are pragmatists. Mm -hmm. They're still very liberal, but they're pragmatists. Um, but the people who are driving the Democrat Party message today are the uh, people like the squad. Yeah. I mean, the far left progressives, they're the ones with the energy mm -hmm. in the party today. And it's a challenge for the Democrats because I don't, uh, that's the reason they toast Biden to run for president because mm -hmm. people, they said, hey, he's considered a, a moderate. He's uh, high name recognition. He's not considered crazy left. And so he will appeal to uh, a lot of Americans who wouldn't vote for a Democrat if it was Bernie Sanders or AOC, for example. So mm -hmm. it, as you, to back to your point, it's not your, your, your granddaddy's mm -hmm. uh, or even your daddy's Democrat Party. As today. we see from 12 Republicans. Yeah. Today's yeah. Republican and the party Republicans, is not Bob ha Republicans have their own divide uh, in their party, but it's not, it not at least the, the, the majority, I would say, of Republicans are true conservatives. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. my view. You know, it was interesting. I've, uh, uh, Senator Ernst uh, is one of those that seems to be in the, going in the direction of approving this. 
It's very interesting. I, I heard a quote from her the other day saying she changed her mind on homosexual marriage because she had friends who are homosexuals. So that's where she's getting her conviction from because mm-hmm. she has friends that are homosexuals. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I thought that was, you know, that's, that's what's driving her convictions now because uh, she has friends. Oh, they're homosexuals, right. so I have to go this direction. But if you have friends that are in a relationship with four people, is that good? You good yeah, to go with that? Or, or if you have a friend, your, a friend. Yeah, that's, that's a very low threshold. Well, I, I have a friend that has committed adultery, therefore I'm okay with that now. Uh, yeah, I know the logic doesn't stand up. It doesn't. All right, next story, Chris. Well, uh, this is a free speech story. Um, to to continue our discussion about First Amendment protections there, uh, the White House and a whole bunch of Democrats are, for whatever reason, really concerned uh, that Elon Musk is just going to destroy society because he now owns Twitter and you know, God forbid we're going to push uh, for First Amendment protections and things like that. Uh, the White House is uh, monitoring the situation. They're concerned that uh, Musk and others may actually promote and push disinformation uh, because Musk now owns Twitter. And I've got some audio from Corrine Jean-Pierre here, clip two. We have always been very clear um, and that uh, when it comes to social media platforms, it is their responsibility uh, to make sure that um, when it comes to misinformation, when we when we comes to the hate that we're seeing, uh, that they, they take action. Again, we're all keeping a close eye on this. We're all uh, uh, monitoring uh, what's, what's currently uh, occurring. Now, of course, uh, her definition, the White House de- de- definition of disinformation is anything that disagrees with the White House. Sure. That's, that's misinformation, disinformation. Uh, I, I mean, I, if you follow the history over the last year or so when it comes to COVID, you know, uh, misinformation was saying ivermectin could be used as a treatment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that was bad. So we're going to shut down anybody who's, who even suggests that. And now, of course, it's, uh, you know, we know a whole lot more about COVID. Uh, the misinformation included, well, the vaccination uh, really doesn't keep you from getting COVID. Well, now we know that the vaccination does not prevent you from getting COVID. I'll, I'll building on your point there, the same people worried about disinformation uh, want to tell you a man can have a baby. Yes. And that's just one example here. Yes. Believe science, these kind of government. And, and what they consider hatred, folks, what the White House considers hatred, is any legislation that pr- would protect a uh, girl's sports from a guy wanting to play mm-hmm. on a girl's team. They consider that right. hatred. Right. So you got, you got to watch out for the definitions yeah. Oh, yeah. of the White House. Yeah. We know that because mm-hmm. we are labeled a hate group. Yes. And oftentimes taken out of context or, or, or misrepresented intentionally, smeared, slandered. We don't hate anybody. Yes. But because we take a stand for traditional marriage, for example, mm-hmm. that's definition of hate. That's the definition of hate, according to some of these groups. Yes. And some of these media outlets. What's the next story, Chris? Uh, let's mention this. Uh, it's continuing coverage of something we discussed yesterday with Ed on the show. Uh, you had this uh, wealthy family that claimed they had to take their daughter. She was just out of university, uh, and they had to take her and, and spend 300 bucks an hour or something like that to get her, and I'm using air quotes, deprogrammed, uh, because Annabelle Rockwell had said that she was filled, she had been filled with uh, just all kinds of woke nonsense 
uh, while she was at university. And I've got some audio here of Annabelle Rockwell on Fox News Channel talking about this issue, clip five. I was brainwashed into believing that our toxic patriarchal society had oppressed me my entire life. Uh, and I didn't even know it, and now it was my duty to fight for injustice and to be an activist. It wasn't until seeing the riots happening that I realized, okay, this is so hypocritical. Like, why are we fighting for equality and, and empowerment by burning down people's businesses? For students that are at school now, when you get that gut instinct that what you're being told is untrue, like that the U.S. was founded in 1619 instead of 1776, raise your hand, vocalize it. I know it's really scary, but I can also promise you that other students will follow. And don't do what I did by not saying anything and alienating yourself. I, I find this story, guys, absolutely amazing. Her mom had to pay $300. Uh, for a session to go to a deprogrammer. I've never heard <laughs> there's a profession somewhere called a deprogrammer now to tell these university students who have been indoctrinated for years on liberal left-wing policy, this is wrong. And what this young lady was explaining, she said she felt guilty or was made to feel guilty if she didn't go along with what her left-wing professors were teaching. And then she saw and she, she heard them talking about tolerance, yet they advocated for the violence that we saw in the wake of the George Floyd incident. And she started to scratch her head a little bit, say, wait a minute, this is not tolerance. You're burning down other people's businesses. Uh, but this is happening across our country at university campuses across our country. And what we heard from this young lady is she was being indoctrinated in left-wing ideology and fortunately for this young lady, Annabelle Rockwell, she's freed herself of that. But she had to pay for it. It's amazing. 300 bucks an hour. To deprogram. Well, it makes you wonder why she sent her off there in the first place. Yeah. Yes. Huh? Man, now when, when, how long ago was that? Do you know? That was recent. Just in the last couple of years. Well, this only reinforces what we've been saying. And you can't, folks, you can't send your uh, kids uh, off to college and not expect them to be exposed to this woke ideology, these these uh, far lefties mm -hmm. that are uh, they're just they're all over college campuses. And I don't care if the college, what the name of it is, or how, how small and large, you really have to know what is the worldview being communicated, what are the kids going to be up against, what are they going to be facing, what are they going to be taught, what are their, what's the peer pressure going to be. Because I've talked to so many parents that have sent their kids off to college, they come from Christian homes, maybe even got raised in homeschooling or Christian schools, send them off to secular college. Yep. Come back a year later, and they're questioning their faith. Yes. They're mocking their parents. Mm -hmm. They're uh, all that. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, now, at some point, a Christian young person has to go out into the real world mm -hmm. and and you and mix it up and you have to be but you have to be mature and developed enough to withstand the uh things that i've just mentioned previously mm -hmm. or otherwise you're going to mm -hmm. you're going to you're going to be easily swayed you know what yeah. i'm saying well and and parents need to be warned about this we had a story on uh, american family news our website uh, the other day, and it was on our radio newscast about a university in the Northeast. It was a Bob Kellogg piece. Chris, you may yeah, be able to find it. But it was a mandatory course for freshmen 
is a mandatory course for freshmen. That and where, uh, if you're white, if you're a student with white skin in that in that course, you are going to be subjected to the uh, teaching that you have privilege because you have white skin. If you disagree with the professor, you fail that mandatory freshman course. Hmm. If About you disagree, University of Delaware, which is the home state of who? Gee, that would be the president's home state. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you disagree that because you have white skin, you're a privileged individual, if you disagree, you fail that course. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff that's going on on a lot of college campuses, unfortunately. And you gotta, so I'm just saying that, uh, especially for people who are listening who have children or grandchildren getting ready to go to college, yes, universities, mm-hmm. uh, you need to look at what they're teaching, what's going on at that particular school, and it doesn't matter whether they have the name Christian in them or a Christian denomination in them. A lot of those have been infiltrated, too, by these yeah. um, far-left uh, professors and uh, these diversity. you got got diversity and inclusion. you got all these words. Yes. Red flags should go up. Go ahead, Chris. Uh, I did hear a guy real quick one time from a Christian university. He was talking about the need for Christian universities to start to look at uh, offering programs beyond just uh, faith-based uh, things because, as he tried to make the point, when I go in for surgery, I want to know that my surgeon read his Bible that morning <laughs> and you didn't just get somebody from whatever, you know, university of kind of thing. So maybe we'll see some um, universities moving in the direction Although, as uh, Tim pointed out, some, unfortunately, have moved in a left-leaning direction. So, uh, do talk with your kids about what he or she is learning at school. Uh, Real quick, uh, just to mention this, we're still looking like we might be uh, heading toward a rail strike. Uh, A couple of unions are still holding out. They want better pay and working conditions. Uh, And people like former uh, Obama Transportation Secretary Ray LaHood are telling them, go ahead and take this. It's a sweetheart deal. You're going to get a big raise. You're going to get a bonus. You're going to get an extra day of pay. Suck it up and go back to work, that kind of thing. So we'll figure out which side wins. Absolutely. Well, the rail, the, that's a, uh, a union mm-hmm. situation. Yes. Well, that's what Biden prides himself on, right? He's a union guy. And track Joe. He yes. can deal with the unions. But uh, all right, we're going to be back in five minutes with more of today's issues. Thank you, Christopher Woodward. Thank you. Continue on with your meteorology. Oh, yes. Yes. We'll be back in a minute. Stay with us. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.